Hey, friends, welcome. Welcome to Padre's Cafe. I'm the Padre, and this is my cafe. Hope you like it. It's the beginning, first episode of our series called Ground and Found. So get yourself a Bible, get yourself a coffee, and let's get going. So my first word is thank you to one of my subscribers for donating to me the money to purchase this sign over my left shoulder, Padre's Coffee Bar, Ground and Found. And you might be wondering where that expression ground and found comes from. Well, if you're new to this channel, I mentioned a few weeks ago how we really allow ourselves to be ground by the Lord's grace in a positive way. And I'll talk about that more in a minute. But really, when we are ground, that's when we are found. And we have begun this season of Lent that we're in by having ashes placed on our forehead, ground up palms and really want to give the Lord permission to do what he needs to do so we can find our true selves, our mission, our relationship in and through him. So there is both a positive and a negative way we could understand being a ground. And the negative way would be think, well, it means that I'm pulverized, uh, crushed, um, obliterated, you know, made useless, uh, damaged somehow, physically, morally, spiritually. But that's that's not what we're going to talk about uh, in this series, uh, Ground and Found. We're going to focus on the positive dimension of that. And so just like coffee beans that need to be ground up in order for us to discover their true aroma, flavor, potency, appreciate a good uh, cup of coffee. Well, it's the same in the spiritual life. When we cooperate with the Lord Jesus, even though things are difficult, we make a decision every day to surrender ourselves over to him. It's in and through this process that we ourselves can be found. I mean, look at Jesus, the example of Jesus dying on the cross, experiencing his passion for you and for me. And he himself willingly said, yes, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. And so my prayer for all of us, you and me, is that as we journey in this series of ground and found talks in the season of Lent, it'll be an opportunity for us to make that same decision, that same awareness of the Lord's call in each of our lives to give our yes over to him. The secular world, of course, has its own understanding of being ground. And you might be familiar with some common expressions about, you know, the daily grind, you know, or rise and grind or lean in. That is kind of like work harder, you know, accumulate more, make more money, produce more, consume more. But what's the reality or the result of all that in our life? So often we can find ourselves in that situation thinking, well, you know, I want to be, you know, flavored with success. But success is not one of the invocations in the litany of the Holy Trinity. You know, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you are so successful. Have mercy on me. No, not at all. It's not about success. It's about faithfulness. And the adoption of this understanding of being ground in the ways of the world 
it has consequences and leaves us experiencing anxiety, you know, FOMO, you know, fear of missing out, uh, stress, exhaustion, unsustainability, and burnout. That's not God's will for our life. That's not how we're called to live our life in union with the Lord Jesus. So we want to focus instead on cooperating with the Lord to be ground. We could also talk about redemptive suffering, carrying the cross, offering it up, what all, all that we uh, experience in the course of a day in order to find our real true identity, our relationship with the Lord, our mission that he has for each of our lives. Dr. Jordan Peterson said that the purpose of life is suffering. Now, again, we could look at that from a negative point of view, this inflicted useless pain that's imposed upon us by a malevolent God or rejecting that because that's completely false. That's not the God that you and I are called to serve. Instead, we can focus again on the positive, that it is a means of union with God, bringing about a greater good and awareness of our true self, our true purpose and our true identity. As I've said so many times before, there is no growth in spiritual life apart from the cross. Believe me, I wish there was. <laughs> And I have looked for it. If you found it, let me know where it is. I'll pay you for it. But there is no growth in the spiritual life apart from the cross. Where I find myself in closest union with the Lord is when I embrace what he allows to happen in my life, the circumstances of my life, which crack me open, which break me open, which can I can find myself sometimes in the grinder of life, right? But hey... It's like coffee beans. I made some fresh coffee before starting this episode and I ground some beans. They're just the aroma even of the, of the beans themselves wifting through the kitchen downstairs before they were percolated into this nice black liquid that uh, we call coffee. So I want to focus on the positive side of, of things. That's the real the essence of what I want to talk about today is that once we have tried uh, fresh brewed coffee and the potency and the aroma and the flavor and the vitality of of that we're not gonna want want to go back to some like cheap stuff right like some black cardboard <laughs> that somebody ground up and sells as coffee anyway or even like god have mercy on us instant coffee right so anyway there it is. We want, we want the real stuff, right? The stuff is going to give you a real good punch, <laughs> real good, a real good kick. That's what I offer here at Padre's Coffee Bar. Okay. To be ground and found is to put oneself in the hands of the craftsman. This is what St. Peter Damien had to say. He said, by hammering gold, the smith beats out the dross. The sculptor files metal to reveal a shining vein underneath. The potter's furnace puts vessels to the test. The Apostle James echoes this thought. Think it a great joy, dear brothers and sisters, when you stumble into many kinds of trials and tribulations. Jesus himself cooperated with God the Father's plan for your salvation and mine freely offered himself on the cross 
to save us. I'll get to say a few more things in a minute, but Jesus himself was ground and found. So we want to put ourselves in the hands of the master craftsman who is God. And a few weeks ago, I talked about how the Lord wants to use like a handheld wood plane on our life, spiritually speaking. And that handheld wood plane is used to plane off rough parts, rough, rough parts of the surface of the wood. It's used to mold or shape a piece of wood so it fits into a particular place or serves a particular purpose. And most importantly, the handheld wood plane is skimmed across the top of the surface of the wood in order to reveal more of the natural, beautiful grain in the wood. And each of us has a beautiful natural grain in ourselves, unique to ourselves because we are unique. There's only one you, only one me. We have rough edges in our life. We'll call them defects of character that we ask the Lord to plane off out of, off of our life. We have some rough parts of us, the things, kind of clingy things to us that stick to kind of like the, the surface of our souls. Lord, just plane all that off as well. That is not an easy process, but that's part of being ground. And we know that the result of this is a much better you, a much better me, a much more available you, a much more available me. I'm much more aware of how it is you and I are called to put ourselves on the front lines of the new event of the new evangelization and to serve uh, the Lord. Saint Peter also says in scripture, you may for a time have to suffer the distress of many trials so that the genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold, which though perishable is tested by fire, so you obtain the salvation of your souls. St. Peter himself experienced all this in his life as a result of his saying yes to the Lord. It's not a sign that somehow the Lord has abandoned me. It's not a sign somehow the Lord has moved on and I'm left here all by myself with no one to help me, no one to protect me, no one to guide me. It does mean the Lord has us, literally, in his sight. And what he's doing in your life and in mine is ultimately for our good. In this season of Lent, will I give Jesus permission to grind me so that I can truly be found? I can even find the true me, find him, find my purpose, find my mission in the world. Recently, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, spoke to a group of priests in Rome, and he too said that we need to be ground up to have the flavor, and I'll add aroma and potency, he said, to be ground up in order to have the flavor of the gospel. So, that's the goal. That's the willingness. That's to say, Jesus, here it is. Here I am. Just do what you got to do. Now, Jesus always has gone before us. And what we are experiencing, he has already experienced. And today, I want to focus on the first couple of chapters in the gospel of Luke. Specifically, Luke chapter 2, 3, and 4. And there are, surprise, surprise, <laughs> three times that I want to draw our attention to where Jesus was found. The first is that he is found in Bethlehem, in the manger, 
by the shepherds with Mary and Joseph. And so he's found in poverty. He's found in obscurity. He's found in anonymity. He's found where the poor would be able to find him because the poor know where to find other poor people. And so Jesus clearly identifies himself with the downcast, with the poor, and the lonely. That's where we find him and the humble. And he is found lying, literally, in a place where animals grind the feed that is given to them or the ground feed that is given to them for their sustenance. So Jesus puts himself in a place in order to be ground. The second time is that Jesus is found in the temple. Remember, after three days, his parents, Mary and Joseph, were looking for him and they found him. And they found him in the temple and he says, I must be about my father's business. And so when I set out to find the Lord, where do I look? And do I appreciate that I will find him when I encounter and understand and accept being about the business of God? The infancy narrative begins and ends with Jesus in the temple. It begins when Mary and Joseph present Jesus in the temple. And at that time, the Gospel of Luke records, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. And then, at the end of the infancy narrative, Jesus is, as I said earlier, found in the temple. And after this, Luke records that he went down with them, Mary and Joseph, and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. Jesus advanced in wisdom. And so the Lord Jesus was born into a family. And a family is a true opportunity to experience being ground and, and found. He is ground and found in the context of a family. And many years ago, I heard Father Stan Fortuna give a talk about family. He used an acronym to define family, F-A-M-I-L-Y. Forget about me, I love you. So often we're tempted to say, forget about you, I love me, which is F, forget about, F-A-Y-I-L-M, Fa-L-M, that's not even a word. So let's stick with family. Forget about me, I love you. And how does one grow in wisdom? Trials, disappointments, setbacks, humility, and obedience. So Jesus grew in wisdom by being ground and found, and we will grow in that same wisdom by allowing ourselves to be ground and found. And the third occasion where Jesus is found is in the gospel where he is found, literally, in the desert. He had been baptized, he was led by the Spirit into the desert, and he went first to where we are called to go. He went and allowed himself to be led by the grinder, by the Lord, to prepare himself for the mission that he was to undertake. Now, the desert is a place of encounter with God, a place where we experience our thirst, our hunger, our powerlessness, our own poverty. And Jesus experienced all of those things. He had previously heard his father say to him, you are my beloved son. With you I am well pleased. And the tactic of the enemy, the devil, in the three temptations of Jesus in the desert is to get him to question that 
am I really? Am I really the beloved son of my father in heaven? And he uses the same tactic on us, getting us to think, am I? Like, am I really a beloved daughter of God? Am I really a beloved son of my father? Three times Satan said to him, if you are the son of God, getting Jesus to question his identity. And there's an important acronym I want to introduce you to, and that is R-I-M, RIM, Relationship, Identity, and Mission. Being in relationship with God, my Father, gives me my identity. He tells me who I am. And when I know my identity, then I accept the mission that he has for me. My identity comes from him. My identity does not come from the mission. It doesn't come from the work. And again, going back to the secular understanding of being ground, it's about, you know, we ask each other, like, what do you do? Well, I mean, that's a legitimate question. But the reality is it's more important to know who I am, not what it is that I do. So I want to be in relationship with my father as Jesus was to know who I am so that he then empowers me and sends me out on the particular mission that I have. The three temptations of Jesus in the desert were all attempts to get Jesus to avoid being ground by the cross. But one is not then found. No ground, no found. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. No ground, no found. Okay. And Luke's order of the temptations places the third one of Jesus being brought to the parapet of the temple in Jerusalem by the devil. And I wonder at that moment, you know, when Jesus looked down upon Jerusalem, did he see where the ultimate and final experience of being ground was going to take place? What was Jesus' experience of that? And Satan tempts Jesus to jump from there. Don't worry, he says. God will send an angel to protect you. But God indeed does send an angel to protect Jesus, but not at that moment. And after this temptation of Jesus in the desert, where he was ground, Luke then immediately says, Jesus found himself in Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. He went throughout teaching in their synagogues. So being ground and found brings with it a particular grace, a, a mission, an experience of the Holy Spirit. Jesus then knew who he was. He was sent out on his mission. He was solid in his identity, maintaining his relationship with God, his Heavenly Father. And it's the same in your life and in mine. We come out the other side knowing better who we are and what the Lord is calling us to do. Luke records that Satan, after these temptations, left Jesus until a more opportune time. And I believe that opportune time was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And that's why the Lord sent an angel to Jesus to protect him, to strengthen him. An angel from heaven appeared to him in the Garden of Gethsemane. And the angel protects Jesus. John Corbett, a Dominican priest, said that the angel protects Jesus not 
from the cross, but from deviating from the path that led to the cross. So in our life, we ask for God's protection. We ask him to protect us, not from being ground, but from running away from being ground. Understand what I mean? God, give me the grace that I need, your strength, your power, your willingness, serenity in my life to accept the fact that you are leading me through this. Give me the grace to accept that, Jesus. Not to avoid it, but instead to accept it. Not so that it doesn't happen, but I have the grace to accept that it is happening. And it's happening in my life for a greater good. We are ground so our true identity, our true relationship, our true mission with God is found. Our true mission, our true purpose, our individual flavor, aroma, potency is all discovered so we can take our place on the front lines of the new evangelization. So let's make that our prayer. So Lord Jesus, we do thank you for the gift of this day. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of each person listening in here now, Lord. Lord, we come before you desiring your grace, your mercy, and your peace, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you have gone ahead of us, that you are already where we desire and want to be. And you've experienced everything, Jesus, in life that we experience. Help us understand, Lord Jesus, that we truly are beloved sons and daughters of God our Father. Help us, Lord Jesus, to root ourselves in our true identity, that that is who we are. And Lord Jesus, we want to know and discover the mission, the unique, particular place that you have for us on the front lines of the new evangelization. We pray the grace to accept that, Lord. Send forth your angels, Lord Jesus, to protect us, not from being ground, but from a unwillingness to be ground. Help us to be willing, Lord Jesus. We want to say yes to you every day, Jesus. And we pray, Lord Jesus, for all the troubled areas of our life. We pray especially, Lord Jesus, for the war going on in Ukraine. We pray, Lord Jesus, for all those who have died. We pray, Lord Jesus, for all those who have been misplaced, those Jesus who are now refugees. Lord Jesus, we pray that your mercy and grace be upon all of them. That whole situation, Lord Jesus, just soften hard hearts, Lord Jesus. Bring about peace to that situation. Bring peace to the world, Lord Jesus, beginning with peace in our own hearts. Help us to persevere, Lord, one day at a time, offering ourselves in union with you, Jesus, on the cross for the salvation of souls. Mother Mary and St. Joseph, please pray for us. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless the rest of your day. Remember, when we're powerless, that's when we're strong. And victory is indeed gained through surrender. Bye-bye.